0: What up, yo? It's Mark Shannon with the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show. Today is Friday, September 23rd. You can follow the show on the social media at Fantasy Knockout. Make sure to subscribe whatever platform you're watching or listening on. Let's hit that goal of 100 subscribers on YouTube. I'm excited for today's show. It's the week three must-start players. Who are we feeling confident about? Who are we worried about? Quick reminder, we got to drop it like it's hot. Check those waivers. Make sure to see who was dropped they might be better than who was on waivers uh let's talk some news good evening ladies and gentlemen here is the news news with views so running back marlon mack he was uh signed with the 49ers last week he was promoted from the practice squad so Tyrone Davis-Price is now projected to be out for a bit. He was the rookie running back that drafted, I think, third round or something like that for the Niners. Uh, Jordan Mason and Mac are going to be the backups to Jeff Wilson now with Elijah Mitchell and Price being out. But we all know who the true running back there in San Francisco is, is Debo. So tight end Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. His owner, Jerry Jones, said Dalton's knee injury could keep him sidelined for only one week. We'll see. Um, it's not as bad as they had re- originally thought. Again, he plays Monday night. I'm pivoting from Schultz this week. Don't expect him to play. Find another tight end option. Uh, <laughs> don't be left hanging there. Uh, running back Tevin Coleman, free agent. He was signed to San Francisco's practice squad, so they're adding more depth. And then wide receiver Mike Evans at the Tampa Bay Bucs. The NFL upheld hit a one-game suspension on him. He appealed It was denied. So Evans is out for week three. Main event... My must-start players for Week 3, and if I didn't talk about a specific player you're looking for, please check the latest rankings at FantasyKnockout.com. Speaking of rankings, a little toot-toot again. Finished 35, th- 35, 35th in Week 2 overall accuracy. For the season to date, I am 21st out of all uh, Fantasy Analysts, so woohoo! Excited for that, but we could do better. Quarterbacks. So quarterbacks to start, my must start is Matthew Stafford of the Los Angeles Rams. After a rough week one in one of the toughest matchups for a quarterback, he bounced back in a better matchup against the Falcons in week two. He threw for 272 yards, which included three touchdowns and two interceptions. Stafford has another good matchup this week against the Cardinals, who have allowed the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. He has a safe floor, and he brings more upside. Last year, in two games against Arizona, Stafford threw for 280-plus yards in each with five total touchdown passes. My quarterback stream of the week is Marcus Mariota out of Atlanta. He has weekly uh, rushing upside, and after starting the season with two tough matchups against the Saints and the Rams, he gets a softer matchup against the Seahawks. So feel confident in starting Mariota this week. Running backs. All right, my running backs, start of the week is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of Kansas City. I'm going to continue to ride with CEH. I know in week two he only played 43% of the snaps, but he did lead the Chiefs backfield in carries with eight and targets with four. He ran, uh, He ran pretty well, including a 52-yard run and continues to be featured in the passing game, which is a huge for his fantasy value. But what does not show up in the box score is the fact that CEH had a knee stepped on and then he sat the rest of that drive plus the entire next drive. That was the drive where Jarek McKinnon scored his receiving touchdown. CEH still managed to finish as RB8 in week 2. His second week in a row of finishing as a top 8 running back. Given how he has performed, he should continue to carve out a larger role in this offense. So start CEH in week 3. And then my other co star is Tony Pollard of the Dallas Cowboys. He finished as a top three scoring running back in week two, going off for just under 20 fantasy points. Pollard rushed nine times for 43 yards and a touchdown while seeing seven targets, catching four of them for 55 yards. The seven targets stand out as only CeeDee Lamb had more. Uh, Now Dalton Schultz is banged up as well. Pollard is clearly the back the Cowboys prefer in the passing game, and he should once again see a lot of volume. He gets the Giants, who have allowed the 8th most rushing yards to running backs. Get him in those lineups. And then my fade running back of the week is going to be Chase Edmonds out of Miami. So in Week 2, Edmonds played 49% of the snaps with just 5 carries and 3 targets, uh, which were fewer snaps and carries and the same number of targets as Raheem Mostert. Mostert has a long history of playing with under Mike McDaniel with the 49ers in previous seasons. There's a level of comfort and familiarity there. Meaning that Mostert could be stealing away the starting role. It's not time to drop Edmonds, but given the usage we saw in week two, getting him out of your starting lineup to monitor his usage would be a smart move, uh, especially in a matchup like the one against the Bills. Wide receivers. Wide receivers must start. Start Drake London out of the Atlanta Falcons. He is Wilson's biggest competition. For best rookie of the of the season, for, so far this season, and that is uh, Garrett Wilson out of the Jets. London has led the Falcons in targets in each of the first two games. He has his best performance in week two, catching eight balls for 86 yards and a touchdown on 12 targets. London is clearly the focal point of the Falcons' passing attack right now and is the wide receiver 14 through two weeks. He has quickly become a player who you should start on a weekly basis. The Seahawks, on paper, look like a tough matchup for wide receivers after two weeks, but that is partially because of who they have faced. Um, This is not a matchup to be fearful, and London has seen enough volume to warrant a start. Continue to ride with the rookie. My other stream of the week is Jacoby Myers out of the New England Patriots. This is for those who have to dive a little deeper this week. Do not sit any of your studs for Myers, but he certainly deserves some attention. Myers has 30% target share and a 37% air yard share through two weeks. Both are top 17 in the NFL right now. He brings a safe floor to double-digit fantasy points, but this is a week where he could show off his ceiling. Uh, The Ravens have allowed by far the most fantasy points per game to receivers, thanks to Tua and uh, carving them up with Waddle and Hill. Um, That, after allowing the seventh most fantasy points per game to the position a year ago, This is a week to elevate Myers from the bench or even waiver wire into your starting lineup. My fade receiver of the week is Darnell Mooney out of Chicago. So Mooney has five targets for two catches and four yards on the season. That would be not a bad first half when factoring his draft price, but let alone for two games. Yikes. It's largely the fault of the offense. The Bears threw just 11 times this past week against the Packers in a game they trailed for almost the entire duration. Um, So far this season, the Bears have passed the ball just 41% of their plays, by far the lowest in the NFL. We need to see that number increase before we can start any Bear named or not named David Montgomery with any sort of confidence. Until we see consistent volume and production for Mooney, he is best left on the bench. Tight ends. All right, my must-start tight end of the week is Tyler Higby of the Los Angeles Rams. He currently leads all tight ends with 20 targets. He has also played 96% of the snaps so far this season, which also leads the position. In Week 2, Higby caught 7 of his 9 targets for 71 yards. Higby is currently the tight end 7 on the season. This week, he faces the Cardinals, who have allowed the most production to tight ends than any other team. Higby is a strong start for Week 3. My fade tight end is Albert (laughs) Ogwebenom out of Denver. I think I got it right. Albert O for short. So he failed to build off of an encouraging week one. In fact, he failed to score a single fantasy point in week two. He saw just two targets and did not catch any, while Eric Sobert saw the same number of targets and scored a touchdown for Denver. So far this season, Albert O has played just 60% of the snaps for the Broncos, and that dipped just to 55% in week two. With a decline in targets and snaps in a matchup against the Niners, who have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to tight ends this season, um, it's a week to get away from Albert O. I got two players we can sell high on this week. Running back Najee Harris out of Pittsburgh. Uh, without the elite volume on Harris's side, I'd be looking to try to move the Steelers running back one. This thing could get worse if the injury is re-aggravated and he's unable to maintain a healthy workload. Uh, his offensive environment also provides him no favors. He looked okay. Maybe he can sell high after this week. And then my other guy is running back James Connor out of Arizona. So he suffered an ankle injury in week two, but reports are positive out of the Cardinals coaching staff. However, I'm less optimistic that an inefficient rusher like Connor will post running back one numbers. If he's not 100% and the ankle injury tends to limit his efficiency, try to get sell high on him now. Well, that's going to wrap it up for today. The next show is Week 3 Injury Report. That's tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening or watching on. Please leave a rating and review. really helps me out. All right. Till next time, see ya!